Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called The Belly of the Beast, an adaptation of a South African folktale written for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Colson, Ellis, Carson, and Kellen and their family, Juliet and Camille and their family from Cupertino, California, Pierce and Griff and their family from Fort Worth, Texas, Brogan and Sorsha and the rest of the Williams family from Oakville, Ontario, and Ms. Thompson's kindergarten class. Thank you so much to Ms. Thompson's class, Sorsha, Brogan, Griff, Pierce, Camille, Juliet, Kellen, Carson, Ellis, and Colson. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or just tell a friend about us. If you would like to receive a thank you in a future episode, head over to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to Amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Belly of the Beast Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Kaya who lived in a cottage deep in the wilderness. She was a quiet sort and shy as a new cat. She spent her days tending to her little garden and her nights reading by a little fire. It was a nice life, but it was a lonely one. To fix that, Kaya thought she would make friends with her neighbors. Of course, all her neighbors were animals, but that didn't bother her any. Unfortunately, her neighbors felt differently. They had never met a human before, and they weren't interested in meeting one now. Not even one who happened to live next door. Poor Kaya tried to make friends with the oxen first. Well, she tried to try. They wouldn't even spare a moment to glance at her when she tried to get their attention. Good morning, oxen. My name is... Keep moving, human, one said, still chewing its cud. And that's all she got. Kaya went to the cheetahs next, and they were even worse. When she approached them with a friendly wave, they growled and raised their hackles at her. Hello, my name is... We have enough friends. Get out. Kaya stumbled away, wide eyes fixed nervously on their yellowed fangs. Worst of all was the solitary adder. The zigzaggy snake uncoiled itself and tasted the air with its flickering tongue. You'll find no friends here, sister, it hissed at her. Now scram before I get poisonous. Dejected, Kaya returned home. It was late, so she built a little fire to warm things up and then sat down to read a book. Her mind raced. She felt sad and lonely and couldn't seem to focus on the words on the page. Her head fell back against the wings of her chair with a sigh. No friends for me, I guess, she said. And poor Kaya fell asleep that way, tears still drying on her cheeks. The next morning, she was woken up by shouts of terror. Beast! Beast! came a jumble of shouts. There's a giant hungry beast! Run for your lives! Kaya leapt up from her bed and threw open her door. Outside, she could see the beast towering above the trees. 
It looked like a hulking hippo mixed with some kind of alligator, its mouth a giant bony scoop that gobbled up everything in its path. It came on, tearing through the forest, pushing aside trees like they were blades of grass. Ahead, the oxen who lived next door were shaking themselves awake. They were right in the path of the monster. Oh no! Watch out! Kaya cried, but it was too late. The beast spotted the oxen and rushed ahead, swallowing the whole family before they could even shout. As Kaya watched, the beast kept on going, swallowing the cheetahs and the adder and the other animals, too. All my neighbors, she said. I have to try and save them. She snatched up her garden rake from by the door and chased after the monster. Hey, she shouted, swinging her rake against the beast's thick, leathery side. Hey, you! Stop eating all my neighbors! The creature turned towards her, bulling ahead with its wicked, bony mouth, its red eyes narrow slits. With a snarl, it headed past Kaya and straight for her house. No, not that way, she screamed, hacking with the rake. Not my house! Kaya ran hard, leaping between the beast and her home. She stood tall and waved her rake uselessly. Stop! Stop now! The beast didn't stop. It didn't slow down. It didn't even spare her a look. It just opened wide and swallowed Kaya whole, house and all. She screamed and yelped as she bounced over the bony scoop, down a spongy throat, and landed with a splash in the great beast's stomach. For a moment, she was still, and then she yelped as the pieces of her ruined house began to rain down around her. She nimbly rolled out of the way, but the falling rubble still splashed her with the same foul-smelling belly juice she had landed in. Ugh! Kaya said, bouncing to her feet and shaking herself dry. Around her were walls of arching ribs dozens of feet tall. They formed a large chamber of white bone and purple stomach lining. The cave-like belly was stuck here and there with odd stalactites of garbage the beast had swallowed. Oh, great, came a familiar voice. It's the human. Kaya turned and saw other animals milling around in the stomach. She saw fish from the river and birds from the sky and even the worms from the earth. It was, of course, her neighbors the oxen who had spoken, and with them were the cheetahs and the adder. Great, now we're stuck with her, the adder said. Just when I thought this couldn't get any worse, agreed the cheetah. Hey, said Kaya, I know you guys don't like me, but I tried to rescue you. Looks like you just got yourself swallowed, too, said the oxen. Well, I wanted to help you. Can't even rescue right, said the adder, and all the animals turned away from her. Kaya sat on a swallowed stump and sighed. Maybe they were right. Maybe humans were bad friends. She promised herself then that if she ever managed to get out of the beast's stomach, she'd move back with humans like her. At least then she wouldn't be so lonely. Kaya looked over at the animals. 
They were huddled together for warmth on the other side of the stomach. The lions and cheetahs snuggled under the wings of the vultures. Entire families of mice curled in little balls under the laying necks of the giraffes. It was a great big cuddle puddle, and Kaya wasn't invited. It made her shiver miserably. How could a belly be so cold? Luckily, around then, the beast swallowed a crawl fence made of dried thornbush branches. Kaya was able to gather them into a pile on a flat piece of shattered stone. She was experienced from building her nightly fires and soon had a small, cheery blaze crackling. It warmed her right away, but she had barely started to enjoy it when the animals yelled at her. Fire! The human is making fire now, said the oxen. Great! Just great! Do you want to smoke us out? snapped the cheetah. You'll choke us all! Ugh! Ugh! coughed the adder dramatically. I... I can barely breathe. I'll... suffocate. Fine, I'll put it out, Kaya said, throwing up her hands. I'm sorry I was trying to keep myself warm. Good, snapped the oxen. We're already stuck in this stomach. We don't need to be coughing, too. Kaya started to put the fire out with her coat, thinking how unfair it was that they wouldn't let her cuddle. They wouldn't let her have a fire. They wouldn't let her be their friend, no matter how hard she tried. She had even done her best to get in the way of the beast, even if it was a silly idea in hindsight. But no, one little cough and she had to go back to shivering in the cold alone and... She froze, the fire nearly extinguished. One little cough. Or could it be one really, really big cough? She stopped putting out the fire and instead started feeding it again piling on the branches. Soon, the flames were roaring, the wood crackling, and the smoke rising in billowing plumes. What in the world do you think you're doing? (coughs) Coughed the oxen. My precious lungs, croaked the cheetah. Madness, have you lost your grasp? Hissed the adder. Nope, said Kaya, still building the fire. We can make the beast start coughing. If he coughs enough, maybe he'll cough us up. The animals all looked at each other, surprised. Well, uh, I mean, that could work, said the oxen. We'll get more wood, said the cheetahs, dashing off. I'll supervise, said the adder, slithering behind. The animals all helped build up the fire, and Kaya got the birds to start flapping their wings pushing the smoke away from them and up the beast's throat. Soon there was a rumble, the walls around them quaking and trembling like a scared kitten. We're almost there, Kaya cried. Just a little more. The animals dragged crawl fence and anything else that would burn. The birds flapped furiously, and Kaya picked up a burning branch and waved it as high as she could. Cough! Come on, said Kaya. Yeah, cough, cough, the animals chanted with her, giving her friendly smiles as they worked. The smoke billowed. It started to fill the stomach. Kaya began to worry they'd have to stop before they all got sick. And then, that's when it happened. 
The stomach stopped moving, clenched in, and then seemed to explode as the beast let out a series of deep, hacking coughs. Out shot Kaya, out shot the oxen and the cheetah and the birds, out shot the fish and the worms and the solitary adder. Out shot everything in a spray of spittle. And then the beast turned and ran, stampeding far away from their little forest, smoke billowing out of every hole in the creature's head. And stay out, hissed the adder as the beast disappeared over the horizon. The animals began to slowly recover from their time in the belly. As they did, Kaya used her human hands and got to work. She helped the fish before they could drown on land and got them back to the river. She helped clean the birds' feathers and got them back into the air. She even dug holes for the worms and got them back in the earth. Kaya helped any animal that asked her, and while she was pulling phlegm from a wild cat's whiskers, her closest neighbors came up to her. We're sorry for how we acted, said the oxen. Yeah, you're a good neighbor, said the cheetah. Can we be friends? asked the adder. Kaya smiled sadly and shook her head. She wanted to forgive them so badly, she really did, but she couldn't forget how they had treated her. I'm sorry, she said, but I'm not ready to be friends. What? said the cheetah. Why not? Well, you only want to be friends because I saved you today. You'll forget all about me tomorrow, and then I'll be alone again. I'd rather not get my hopes up. She finished with the wildcat and it purred, then sauntered away. Kaya turned away too and began to spread a blanket there in the tall grass. My house got destroyed by the beast anyway, she said. I'll have to find a new place to live tomorrow and then I'll be out of your hair. You won't have to deal with the human anymore. She finished making her bed and then laid down, rolling away from her old neighbors. Once more, Young Kaya fell asleep with tears upon her cheeks. The next morning, she woke up to a clamor. There was shouting and squawking and roaring and trumpeting and just about every other kind of sound all rolled together in one big sticky ball. What in the world? Kaya said, rising from her blankets and pushing through the trees. Her curiosity was better than coffee, and she was soon wide awake and running towards the commotion. With a final leap, she burst into a clearing, and there, surrounded by animals of every color and kind, was a strange little house. It had many corners, but no clear shape. One half was higher than the other, and the roof slanted crookedly. The chimney was made of shells grouted with mud, and the front door didn't quite close but it was clearly built with love. Do you like it? asked the oxen, coming from the crowd. We made it for you, said the cheetah. All of us. Please, said the adder. Won't you be our neighbor? This time, Kaya couldn't help but agree. She moved into her new house, and from that day forth, the animals always welcomed her warmly. They became amazing neighbors and even better friends. The End Today's story, The Belly of the Beast, was an adaptation of a South African folktale written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. 
If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, make a monthly donation at patreon.com stories, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening!